Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast. This is episode number 60, which is kind of a milestone, I guess, isn't it? Definitely a milestone. Anything, any round number, like with a zero, any round is a milestone. You, you know what? We're even going to call it fives, too. <laughs> yeah, I'll take fives and tens, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, I think we can agree that this has probably been one of the better playoff, like, as a whole, better playoff seasons, I guess you could call it, in, in yeah. recent memory. I would say at least the last, like, five, six years for sure. Like, this has been awesome. All the series have been great. Like, like, ha- has there really been a stinker of a series yet? <laughs> no, like, they've all been really, really good. Like, I'm trying to think even back to the first round. The only the only one that I could think of is the Colorado-Nashville series. Wasn't that great? Yeah, but I mean, like, there's always going to be But, like, those. the St. Louis-Minnesota series was great. Calgary-Dallas was great. Edmonton-LA... Like they were everything, everything was good. Yeah. And yeah. And then that's just from the first round. Then you move on to the second round, which is now almost complete. We have one more game seven left to play between the Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Tomorrow night, right? I believe it goes tomorrow night. Yes. Probably. Um, Yeah. It's, it's been fantastic. The battle of Alberta was an absolute scorcher. Was a Uh, scorcher. Slightly disappointing though. Like, what do you mean? Not, not in terms like the on, on the ice was like great, but like I wanted seven games of that. Like I wanted like game seven I can't triple OT. Edmonton finished it in in five. Like, like they just so took do, over. Do, do, do we want to just like stop and talk about this right now? Might as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. What the hell happened to Jacob Markstrom? Yeah, that was like. Do you know what happened? I'm telling you exactly what happened. Him and Mike Smith got Freaky Friday, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, I was, that's, that's I was what just about to say, like, you you cannot be losing a goaltending battle to Mike Smith. They got Freaky like, Friday. It's the only explanation. A hundred percent. That first that first game, that shit show, like three goals in a minute and a half. Fucking some crazy shit happened. Yeah, they got Freaky Friday because he was awful. Dude, what a series! Like just overall, that seventy one seconds where each team had two goals. <laughs> That was you don't see that in beer league, man. No, that's outrageous that that happened. Connor McDavid, man. Connor McDavid. Yeah, like I, I like I hate to do this because I think they're both valid arguments. Like MVP McDavid and Matthews. Wait, wait, before before we go here, I just want to point out that the Leafs have not been playing for three weeks, and and we're still talking about it's still all about the Leafs. Continue. Well, I mean, like, like our show is always going to be at least half about the Leafs, right? Like, no, it's always I, going to be that way. In general. I know. I know. A why lot are of people still talking? You guys, re- like, we live rent-free in all of your heads. It's hilarious that you guys are still talking about us. We haven't even played in, like, just appreciate I, appreciate McDavid's greatness. What does this have to do I, with Austin Matthews? I guess when we talk about a player... And I'm not saying that Austin Matthews can't do that. We're saying we haven't seen it yet. Where McDavid has basically single-handedly dragged the Edmonton Oilers into the conference final. Uh, I wouldn't say like single-handedly. 20... Not entirely single-handedly. Been on, been on one, and he's been okay. on one leg. I, I didn't realize they both have every tra- game of the series. Uh, they both points. have, they both have 26 points through. That's, uh, 12 games. Yeah, through 12 games, they've got 26 points each. 
Like that's just stupid. <laughs> They're not like McDavid is not from this planet. Like, he's actually not like. Like yeah, it, like he's fuck, just so like just so clear of everybody right now. Oh my god! Like he's just uh, playing so dominant. Like we're seeing Gretzky stuff. Yeah, right now. That's what and we're like, watching. The NHL, the NHL tweeted out. They're like, "Oh, like who's your Con Smythe pick?" Like halfway through here, and it's like it has. Like if they if they win the cup, it has to be McDavid. There's no no two ways about it. He's been unbelievable, and even in the game where he had nothing, game five against Calgary, yeah, he scores the overtime winner to send the Flames home. <laughs> Gonna, that was like his second puck touch of the night. I swear to God. What are you looking up? Uh, the playoff points record in a single uh, playoff. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be. He's got it. It's uh, fucking Christ. It's uh, 18 games played, 17 goals, 30 assists for 47 points. You don't think McDavid can get... If he wins the cup, you don't think he gets another 20, 21 points in the next two rounds? Oh, he definitely does. Him him and him and Drysaddle both legitimately could break this record. If they, if they go two series of sevens, like, easy. Easy. Easy, easy money. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's... <laughs> like, just... Yeah, he, he's so good. And speaking of guys that are so good, I have... Uh, do you know what? I, I will say this, right? I think Carey Price is the is the best goaltender from Earth of our generation because Andre Vasilevsky isn't from this planet either. No. No. He just... A brick wall. Is he it's the like best a... goaltender of all time? Not... I asked that question on the Bitter Rivals Twitter page. I did see that, yeah. And 80% of respondents said yes. I don't want to say, because he's still playing. I, you know, I feel like when when he retires, though, like whenever that is, he's still pretty young. Um, he will be in that discussion for sure, because he's gonna have a fuck ton of cups. He should have a fuck ton of Vesnas. Could probably end up picking an MVP up if he's fucking if he goes if off in the year. The if they win the cup, I don't think you argue because he is just like you said, he is an absolute brick wall, and when the time comes. That guy shows up like nobody else. Like nobody else. I just want, like, here's a stat for you. Tampa Bay held Florida to a total of three goals in their entire playoff round. Tampa Bay, or Florida was the highest scoring team in the National Hockey League this year. Didn't they average like five goals a game? They averaged over four goals a game. Yeah. They scored three in four games. They had not been shut out in 91 games. Andre Vasilevsky shut them out in the most important game of their season. Yeah. After be- going, at least scoring one, at least one in 91 straight games. He... Like I said, I don't, I don't like saying, you know, greatest of all time when a guy's still playing. Because I want to see the full, the full resume, you know, to, to compare with. But, like, he is on pace to have, like, to be a comparable to, you know, 
uh, fucking Marty Broder, uh, Patrick Waugh. Like, Those are the only like, two that, in my mind that have any sort of argument. Hashik, like. Yeah, Hashik. Like, I, I, yeah, I forgot about Hashik. Hashik, too. But, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if, if we're, if we're going to look at their completed resumes and his, like, incomplete resume at this point, like, when he's done, he'll be up there. No doubt about it. He's just so dominant. Like, he's such a freak. Him and McDavid, we're so blessed to be able to watch this playoff run right now. I really, really hope we get those two in the final. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I don't really know if it's going to happen because I, I, I think it's going to be tough for Edmonton to get by Colorado. Which, by the way, that's going to be a hell of a series in itself. Oh, man. McDavid versus McKinnon, man. Yeah, the McMatchup. <laughs> if McDonald's isn't all over that for the next fucking like eight or nine days then they're missing a fucking massive opportunity yeah like that's yeah but man <laughs> well, let, let's go get, let's go to colorado let's go to colorado like, they uh they closed it out they they did that <laughs> finally in in a little bit of uh shaky fashion you you could call it with a little the, bit Oh man, and and that good Darren Helm of all people, Darren. Okay, I I literally uh, thought he had been retired for like ten years. Like <laughs> Darren Helm scores a series clinching goal with what was it four point nine? Four point nine left on the clock. Four point nine left on the clock, and Darren Helm absolutely broke that's the a, hearts. That's of a fucking piss missile too, eh? Oh, what a shot. And the <laughs> screen was just money. Um, did we get to even talk about the Bennington Kadri water bottle toss last week? I think we got to mention it. Because uh, it, I think it had happened that Saturday night. Did it happen that Saturday night? I forget if we talked about it last week or not. I think anyway. we very briefly touched on it. But if I'm very down to explore that. <laughs> man, oh man. That uh, that was a hell of a series all the way around. And, and, like, it was the least entertaining, and it was a hell of a series. Yeah, like, like oh, that's it. Like, for that to be the least entertaining series of the four is fucking nuts. Well, you can also make an argument for the Battle of Florida just because it only went four games, but, like, that was even entertaining to watch them. Yeah, that, get... it, was, it was an entertaining four games. It's because Tampa won them all. Well, and, and he, yes, and here's the deal. From a Leafs perspective, I'm glad that they swept Florida because if Tampa Bay wins the Cup, the Leafs have just as good an argument as anybody of being the second best team in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. Just as good an argument as anybody. They just swept the President's Trophy champions in four games. Like, Yeah, but I mean, we've talked about this before. The President's Trophy, when it comes to the playoffs, means the equivalent of fuck all. Oh, no, I, I totally understand that. But the President's Trophy is awarded to the team that was had the most points in the regular season, right? Which yeah. which would make you the best team in the regular season, right? Yeah. So for, like, I understand it doesn't mean anything from, from like, it, the only thing it really means is home ice advantage. And I understand that. But, like, yeah. to get swept as the President's Trophy champions has got to stick. Like, that's got oh, to... That's gotta that like that's I know it doesn't mean anything from a literal perspective, but is this on. gonna be 
is this going to be Florida's like Tampa moment where they got sucked by Columbus and then fucking turned it up well, a no, level? Because Tampa Bay is not Columbus, right? Like that's the point that I'm making is Tampa Bay is the two-time Stanley Cup champion defending. Yeah. And like I just said, in my opinion, they have the best goalie of all time in his prime right now. How old is he, man? I this like... <laughs> Andre Vasilevsky was born in 94. He's 27. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you got to think, because... He's, like, two years older than you. Yeah, he's yeah, he, yeah he's two years older than me. But like, I'm just thinking, like, I don't see 27 as a goalie's prime. I see, like, 31, 32 as a Dude, goalie's prime. We got, prime. like, three, four, five years of this guy just being an absolute... I'm, think, I'm thinking, close, honestly, closer to, like, 10. You're telling me at fucking like 35, no, but 36, I mean 37? Like prime, prime, oh, prime, 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 like prime we, yeah. got, we have at least five years of this guy being an absolute mutant between the pipes. <laughs> like we, this is not going to be good for any other team. How, how many cups are Tampa going to win in a row? <laughs> like honest to God, if this guy's in, in net, like unless he gets hurt or something, they could win every year. Like that's how good he is. Like I'm. If they like kind of keep this core together, like I I would not be against putting money on them to go four in a row. If they win this one and go again next year, like they just keep retooling, they keep adding, they're pushing the right buttons. Like who the how do you even? I don't even know. I don't even know how you have that much sustained success because like the thing is, well, they went to Eastern say, Conference Finals before they won too. Like yeah. man. They're just such a dynasty. Like, they got the goaltender. They got the number one demon. They got the leader, the captain, Stamkos. They got the skilled Russian. Like, they got all the pieces, man. It's just, oh, crazy. The one thing they don't have, though, is a lot of draft picks coming up, which is where the downfall will eventually be. Eventually, eventually be. But like you said, this core, man, they're not going yeah, anywhere. They've got probably at least another, like, four or five years out of this core minimum. Well, and like I said, Stamkos every year that you have one? Andre Vasilevsky playing in net, you have a chance. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Like, Hedman's not going anywhere. Kucherov's not going anywhere. Point's not going anywhere. Stammer's there for life. Yeah, like, like that's McDonough's thing. not going anywhere. Like, the, the first guy to leave there is going to be Stamkos, and it's probably through retirement. Let's be real. Honest to God, yeah. And... I don't know if you even like when's he gonna retire? He's he's playing like he's in his prime right now. I know, which is like crazy because like a couple of years ago with like he had the fucking the broken leg and a bunch of injuries, injuries he was like right? done. He like yeah. I I thought he was like kind of done, you know. Yeah, and especially you know, while playing at a hundred point pace, like. Well, yeah. Come on, nobody expected that out of Stamkos any ever again. No. I don't think right like, but. We got it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so we've pretty much touched on everything there. The The last one that we haven't really touched on is the uh, one that there's still a game seven to be played in. And that's been a hell of a series. At the rate that Igor Shosturkin's talking about mutants, at the rate that he's going to score the cup winning <laughs> goal. Like, <laughs> like, he, got if, two, uh, he got two assists last night. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. He's so good too. He, they are nowhere without that guy. No, nowhere. God no, God no. Like, and I mean, like, uh, look, Adam Fox is, I think, yeah, 
third, well, he t- tied second for points in these playoffs right now with Zabanajad. Jad. Uh, 16 points for Adam Fox, which is Holy ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Um, yesterday on the golf course, first mosquito bite of the year. Uh, but yeah, like without Shesterkin, like they're done. They're not. Yeah. Yeah, but this series is nuts. So the home teams won every game, I and mean, every game's been just a fucking shit show, and I love it so much. Yeah, because all of the all of the Rangers are trying to murder Tony D'Angelo, which is great. Dubs all around there. Yeah. Um, Carolina's offense has been fucking electric. Shesterkin's played phenomenal. Like, yeah. I, I the only reason I'm going to lean Carolina to win Game Seven tomorrow night is just like I said, the home teams won every game so far this uh, this series. Well, Carolina's seven and six with seven home wins and six away losses. Yeah, they've they've not won on the road this year. It's outrageous. Right. In the in the playoffs, I know. What's Andre Vasilevsky's contract? <laughs> Sorry, They're not I, paying him enough, put it that way. I, I want to say he's on maybe like six or seven, maybe eight. AAB, nine, five. Ah. Fair. They're <laughs> paying him, but for a reason. I say like, I mean, you look at some of the other guys making nine around the league, like, and you're only paying yeah. him nine, five. <laughs> like, yeah, what would you rather have for nine five? Andre Vasilevsky or Seth Jones? That's exactly <laughs> where I was going right there. Oh my god, that's so funny. I'm pretty. I I would rather have nine guys making fucking one mil a year than Seth Jones making nine. That's yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, the, before we move on, who do you got in Game Seven? Might as well. You know what? Chaos. Rangers. <laughs> Fair. Honestly, like that, mostly that, that because game Tony get, D'Angelo. That game that seven's got successful. fucking like two or three OT written all over it, I feel. Yeah. I, I man, I was so choked. Revo wanted to beat the hell out of that guy. Oh my god. And he, oh should have just let him just get out of the way. Just get out of the way, refs. I really want to know what Revo was saying to him there though. Like, I really, really want to know what Revo was saying to him there. Oh, it's got to be, like, just, like, the, well, okay, the best chirps you've ever heard. Has to oh, be. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, do you know what? Rangers. That's, that's, <laughs> I think, I, I'm taking the Rangers. Anyway, uh, moving on to some Leafs news. Um... One of the biggest leaders in the locker room, Jason Spezza, has retired from his NHL playing career. 19 years, 995 nice. points. Yeah, you're going to have to he give gets a, He gets a stand over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jason he never, never played for the Habs. I never really liked him, you know, because he was a rival for fucking 19 years. But what a fucking player, man. What a great player. It, it, just the definition of class. Oh, The yeah. definition of class. Jason Spezza. Um, so the one thing that's a little bit gut wrenching is he finished on 995 points. He only needed five points to hit the thousand point mark. Oh, like you got to think like someone somewhere in like front office said like, hey, come on, like you got to stick around for like five more points. We'll throw you on the first line with Austin for the first couple games. We'll get you five points. Seriously, <laughs> like seriously. 
So, uh, yes, he's retired from playing, but he is immediately uh, becoming Kyle Dubas' special advisor. Yeah. I think his position is special advisor to the general manager. That's his, his title. Uh, and like I've said on this show a hundred times, that's, I think, what I said is you, you literally give him that, that $875,000 or $750,000 check. You, you put how many years you want in there. And when you retire, you get a job, whatever you want, front office. Yeah. Like, right? I think. Like, like if, 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 if you wanted to fucking make hot dogs at the ACC, they were letting well, him make hot dogs at the ACC. Honestly, the like, at, at first I was like, I was like, front offices would be great for him. And that's where he actually ended up. But honestly, I was like, you got to put him some, like, he's going to want to, he's going to want to still be around the team. Like, yeah. you got to give him a position where he can be around the boys, like. That's what I was kind of thinking was going to happen, but I can see why he wants to do what he's doing because, to be honest with you, Jason Spets is probably going to end up being a really good general manager in the National Hockey League. Oh, probably. Like, definitely. He he strikes me as a Sackett type. Yeah, yeah. He'll 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 shadow Dubas for a couple of years, learn the ins and outs, give him some tips about, you know, things that only players would know, Dubas, yeah. and then. Yeah, go be a GM somewhere else, and I, I, I would wish him all the best if he ended up at some point leaving the Leafs organization to become a general manager somewhere. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I'm going to assume that's the the plan, you know. From his perspective. Yeah, from his perspective, learn from Dubas and, you know, that group, and then when an opportunity shows up somewhere else, because I don't think it'll be in Toronto anytime Maybe soon. Ottawa? Maybe. But yeah, you know, like, you know, yeah, I don't because that's I I don't think Dubas is is getting fired anytime soon, so I feel like that kind of opening won't be there. But no, he's not going to be a GM in Toronto. But no. I think he he's more than capable of being a GM for a National Hockey League team for sure. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. That's that's kind of all the real news there is out of Leafland, I guess. Uh. I guess. Something else that's kind of interesting to note is the Leafs have said that they're not going to do as much in free agency this year, and they're going to let a lot of the younger guys get a chance. The Robertsons, the Pontus Holmbergs of the world are going to get more of an opportunity to play uh, next year, which I like. I think yeah. they need to, if they're not going to play, if they're not going to play now, when the hell are they kind of thing? Especially guys like Nick Robertson and, and Pontus Holmberg are two names that I'm, I'm really looking forward to see, hearing a lot next year, I hope. Um, but yeah, really, honestly, just hats off to Jason Spezza. Thanks for everything. He's a great leader. He helped us in a cap crunch a lot. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, uh, Mark Giordano resigned with the Leafs. Oh yes. We have not talked about that. He took the Spezza deal. I love it. Two years at 800 K. Uh, it's been reported that he easily could have got upwards of two, 2.5 maybe on a one-year contract, but he still would have been making more on a one-year deal than he is in two with the Leafs. He wanted to stay with Toronto. Uh, sold his house in Toronto a couple of years ago, so he's kind of choked about that because now he needs to buy a new one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, that was obviously a team-friendly deal. And that's that's basically him saying, I've made over $60 million in my playing career. Yeah. I don't need much more than that. I want to win with this team. And, and that was that was something that he made very clear in his uh, exit interview after the season finished, is that 
he's going to sign somewhere that he feels like he can win. And that's the only thing that was going to be important in making that decision. It had nothing to do with money. And to get that vote of confidence from him as a guy who came there at the trade deadline, he hasn't even played a full season with the organization. And for him to give us a two-year vote of confidence and in his belief in our system and what we're doing, I think that's a huge, huge thing for us. I think, and a lot of people are saying, oh, Dubas got so lucky for for Giordano taking that deal. But I think what people are failing to understand is that Dubas has built a team that people want to sign le- for less money at to play with. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, that's, it's like that's a, double, point, it's a double-sided a of, coin there. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think of like Corey Perry in Tampa. Like, yes, Tampa got lucky that Corey Perry, you know, took less money to go there. But at the same time, like, they built a team that he wants to go to and is willing to make league minimum to win a cup. Like exactly. it makes, it makes sense both ways. Exactly. So that's, but of course, when it comes to the Leafs, people don't look at it that way. Right. They just want to take a shit, at, shit on Dubas. And it's, uh, he gets those deals for a reason. Let me put it to you yeah. that way. Right. Like the Spezza deal and the Giordano deal. He gets those because he's built a team that these guys want to play with. Like so. he he was he wasn't getting those people on those deals a few years ago. No, no, no. Lou Lamorello never got those deals. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, another funny comparison. Same age as Mark Giordano. Patrick Marlowe was signed by Lou Lamorello to a five-year, thirty-six million dollar contract. At the same age as Mark Giordano is right now. But again, like. You got to think, like, Patrick Marlowe probably didn't go in there and go say, hey, like, I want fucking six years, 30-odd million. Like, you, you, you don't think he did that. But if someone offers you that, like, how can you not take it? <laughs> well, and here's the thing that's frustrating, right, is to get rid of that deal, we had to trade away a first-round pick. Do you know who that first-round pick ended up being? Um, it's uh, Carolina first-round pick, right? Seth Jarvis. Ah, yeah. He's playing really, really well right now, isn't he? Um, He is currently leading rookies in playoff points. So. <laughs> Anybody else want to take a shit on Dubas? <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't think I really have taken shits on Dubas that I can, like, think of. No, you've actually been quite quite reserved. The only the only things that I can remember you saying is obviously complaining about how much money we spend on four players. Yeah. And to which I reply, fuck off, we're better <laughs> than you. But anyway. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, let's not let's not turn into this. We're we're almost through it here. <laughs> let's let's keep it on the yeah. rails. So anyway, it's uh for not playing, it's been it's been I guess a pretty eventful week with uh, with the Giordano and Spezza signings, but that's yeah. that's really all. I I think I like after more contemplation, I think it's we just got to run it back. I don't think you blow anything up. I don't think you fire the coach. I don't think you fire the GM. I think this is I think you lost in seven games to what will eventually be recognized as one of the greatest dynasties in hockey history. Is this Tampa Bay Lightning team with the goaltender, the defenseman, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, blah 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on. John Cooper, like, you know. So, 
I, I don't think that you t- look at that loss and you say we need to breathe, we need to blow everything up. I think that would be ridiculous. Look what happened. I think, I, I, and I don't, as a reasonable, reasonable Habs fan, like I look at that and I'm like, you don't have to blow everything up. That's, that's, that's key. Like some people argue they're done with the team. There's like nuke it fucking like, no, you, it's, it, you, you, you gotta make little changes, little adjustments. You can't, you know. Yeah. But of course, you know, Leafs, Leafs land is not reasonable sometimes. <laughs> no, no. A lot of our fans are absolutely ridiculous. A lot of our fans are really smart too, but yeah. a lot of them are kind of dumb. <laughs> and it's uh, the, the dumber ones are the louder ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, also, just worth noting about the Giordano contract is, according to Dom Lucession's model, he took a legitimate $6 million pay cut to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. His, his market value is around 6.8 mil. <laughs> and again, like, we're just going to fucking shit on Seth Jones like seven times this episode. But like... I'd Giordano... honestly rather have Mark Giordano than Seth Jones, like just at any price. Or that, like okay for nine five on, I'd much on, rather on, have like, Giordano. For this year. Yeah. Like if if you if you said I have nine and a half million of your cap to spend on either Seth Jones or Mark Giordano. For I'm one taking year. Mark. Maybe for yeah, yeah. because Giordano's thirty six years old. Yeah, yeah. But like like for for one year because or even two because Giordano two year deal right. Two year eight hundred k per yeah. Yeah, I would take Giordano two by nine point five over Seth Jones two by two by nine point five, no doubt. Yeah, like honestly, at that price, at the eight hundred k man, it doesn't matter if he's like a healthy scratch every other night. No, like if he, a- let's say his play falls off a cliff and he he ends up being that seventh D man for us. Who cares? It's eight hundred thousand. That, 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 that's 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 what you pay a seventh D man. <laughs> like, like that's what I mean. I don't. They, wild man, wild. Yeah. Because he's not. He's he's a top four guy, right? Yeah. To get that for eight hundred k, like we're so lucky. And also, Sandine or Lilgren deal incoming. The Giordano deal does kind of make Jake Muzzin's future look a little bleak. I mean, injuries. The guy, oh, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking, but like, you know, who's gonna, because how many years does he have left on his deal? Uh, a couple. At like 5.8 or something like that. That's going to be a, uh, a tough one to move, I feel. Uh, I don't think it'll be as tough as, to move as you think. He's a, he's a very, very solid defenseman still. Just, he, just with, had, the, with the injuries, that's kind of the... Yeah, he's had a tough couple years here, but yeah. before that, he was, I, I think, he'll, I don't think... I, I just think with the young guys that we have, like, I, I see our blue line lining up something like this, any mix of this. So, obviously, Riley Brody, Giordano, uh, Sandine, and Liljegren, and there's your six. Yeah. There's that five? Wait. That's- Riley, Brody, Giordano, Sandine, Liljegren, and then one of, yeah, I guess one of Hole or Muzzin. If Muzzin ends up staying, he'll, it's obviously him, but then Hole, Hole's got to go. Like, one of those uh, guys what- has to go. What about uh, who's the, the the big motherfucker? Labushkin's probably not going to sign back. Okay, oh, I wasn't sure if he had uh, if he had a year left or not. No, no, he's a UFA. Okay, I would imagine if they can get him to sign back, that'd be great because he's a big body. I don't want him playing the minutes he played this year with Riley though. Like, 
everybody loves him because he hits, but like I don't that really takes away from how brutal defensively he is sometimes <laughs> because he hits. So you're like, oh, he's a big, big body, big hitter, blah blah blah. blah. But he's yeah. sometimes it sometimes makes some awful decisions. So I like if, if we are gonna take him back, I like him on like a million bucks to play on the third pairing. Yeah, you know well, I mean, that's kind of what I figured he would be. Yeah, but, and, but he was playing on the top pairing with Riley, right? Like, that's that's too many minutes for that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you need to put him in, like, a Bogosian role in Tampa. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just a couple minutes a night, lost some shots, of Russian some demons, Speaking of Russian Demon, have you seen that uh, E60 trailer for the new documentary coming out for the uh, the rivalry between the avalanche and the red wings from the late 90s no but that sounds fucking sick <laughs> and the trailer's wild so it's got everybody in it it's got uh so shanny's in it so uh, like what, chris draper claude lemieux yeah chris draper claude lemieux's in it like all these guys are in it <laughs> and then it, so it flashes all their names and then the last guy that comes up and it comes up a little bit slower Konstantinov, and it's just like Whew. And then they just ask him. They ask him. They're like, "What's what was your favorite part about about that rivalry?" And he goes, and, "And you know, he had an accident, so he's got a little yeah. bit of injury." He was just like, "Beat them <laughs> in the most <laughs> menacing Russian voice." <laughs> it was like, "Holy shit!" So what that made me do is it made me go watch Vladimir Konstantinov highlights from the '97 playoff run. There is a six-minute video from that playoff run alone of him just eating guys. Yeah. Just eating guys. Like and one of the that... part, they're yeah. all clean. They would all be good hits in today's NHL. Oh, yeah. They're, like, there was a couple that were like, eh, but most of them are <laughs> clean as a whistle. Like, it's awesome. Because he was only, like, 5'11". Or, no, like, he wasn't that tall. He wasn't a big guy. Yeah. But he had so much leg strength, he could just eat guys. Like, oh, <laughs> Man, I mean, go! I'm telling you, go watch Vladimir Konstantinov '97 playoff run highlights. Like it's while fun. I'm editing this, to, like this afternoon, that's what I'm going to be doing. Because like it I remember that rivalry crazy. even into like the early 2000s. Like those are some of my first like hockey memories. Because even like it wasn't as as nuts because a lot of those guys had moved on. But I remember those games being just fucking incredible. Oh man! Oh man! Man, you gotta, I, I'm telling you, like, I was just like, this guy, you, like, there is not a guy that played against him that isn't terrified of him. <laughs> like, honest to God, like, if you played against him, if you were, if you had to line up against that guy before the puck was even dropped, you were shitting your pants. Oh, definitely. Like, just, oh, and like a couple, like, in, I think they played the, it was the, they won the cup against the Flyers. They played the fi Flyers in the final that year. And there were a couple of passes that the D-men, like the Flyers D-men would come around the back of the net and try to make a two-line stretch pass. And Konstantin, like, why are you doing that to your teammate, man? Konstantinov would just, just set step up, up and unload <laughs> on the guy. Like, oh my God. And like I said, they were like, th these were all hits that I was like, those would be totally clean even in today's game. Why don't guys do that anymore? Like, I understand I, the game's gotten a lot quicker and that's yeah. probably why guys don't really have an opportunity to do But man, like nobody can hit like they did back in the 90s. And it's not like Scott Stevens open ice headshots. It's yeah, like, like, yeah, you if you watch the Scott Stevens highlight reel, it's like, yeah, you couldn't get away with any of that. That's a suspension. <laughs> 
That's a suspense. Like, all of his well, biggest I mean, hits are well, all suspensions be, in today's league. Let's, let, let's be real. With the, the way the Department of Player Safety is right now, it's that's a 5K fine. That's a 5K fine. That's a 5K fine. Just headshot after headshot after headshot. Like, like the guy was an absolute menace to society. Let's be honest. <laughs> Like, was he, like, did he ever have his feet on the ice at all when he no, played? No, no. <laughs> did he ever not have his elbow like this in guys' faces? No. Like, it was just straight headshots. Also, oh, he's like, respect Scott Niedermeyer for making, and uh, the, Scott Niedermeyer is, one of, Niedermeyer is one of the best defensemen to ever play, but yes. made a living feeding guys to Scott Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Like, just guiding them right into death. Yeah, like, like right on right the train on the tracks, track. right into it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. If uh, yeah, you're right. If it, here's an analogy. If Scott Stevens was the train. Niedermeyer was the conductor. Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, <laughs> and like was so good at it too. Oh God! Like, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, the World Hockey Championship gold medal game is currently on right now. There's about 15 seconds left in the first period. Canada, Finland are uh, still scoreless. Yeah. Uh, needs to have a big game here. Yeah, absolutely. He had a fucking phenomenal semifinal. Uh, him yeah, and I watched uh, the last uh, little bit of it. Him and Dubois both played phenomenal. Um, how, what do you think of uh, Willie Nylander's play for Sweden at the World Championships? Okay, so here's the thing. He first of all, he was throwing his weight around like a maniac, and I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> like that's. I've never seen that out of that guy before. But I think the reason that that happened is because, like, that highlight clip that I sent to our group chat there, that yeah. they were playing, like, Denmark or something. <laughs> and he was just for Like, yes, William Nylander is better than every Danish player in the world, and he knows that he is, and he's going to make... He's going to bully them, yes. Like, yeah. absolutely. Like... <laughs> Whoever the Denmark players are aren't the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, let's yeah. let's let's put it that way, right? So, I don't like, know. I... do you maybe wish you would take a bit of that energy and like? Because let's be real, like we've talked about, he's one of the better players in the league, right? He is. He's a point per game guy. So, like, why is he not? Like, if if we're gonna say that the reason he was like that against Denmark is because he knew he was better than them. Like, why is he not doing that more consistently, more well, consistently in I, the NHL? You know what I mean? But, like, the thing against the, De like the Danes is, like, he's also probably much larger than all of them, too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, apparently he's a beast in the gym. Like, he's an absolute yeah. unit in the gym, apparently. But, like, he's playing Denmark, man. Like, yeah, he's going to throw his weight around. I mean, I'm not, that's, that's not Victor Hedman. That no, is, I get that. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't expect him. I wouldn't expect him to be running into corners like that against guys like Hedman and Char. And but like, and I mean, this. Let's as a, be honest. We're probably closer to the Danish fucking national team's skill level than William Nylander is. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Honest to God. So, like, <laughs> the comparisons to what he does there and what he does in the National Hockey League are ridiculous. I know, and I'm not, I'm not trying National to compare. National Hockey League are, are, what is it, 900 of the best hockey players on the, 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 the 900 best hockey players on the planet play in the National Hockey League. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, but, you know, does it make you, as a Leafs fan, maybe, like, 
I'm yeah. not saying that he has to get up to, you know, because he was definitely, you know, running Do at I like a 95. Do I want to be more engaged and more physical when he's wearing a maple leaf instead of the three crowns or whatever the hell they're called? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, I do. Yes. And, like, so that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to, like, like, well, if you're going to assume that it's just because they're Danish or fucking dog shit, then okay. But, like, fair, but, like, yeah. You know what I mean, else like, really did against Canada? Took a dumb penalty in overtime and lost the game. So, he did. He did there you that. go. <laughs> there you go. You get both sides of the coin with Willie. We know this. <laughs> We've known this for years. You get the brilliance, but you also get the idiot. That's Willie Nylander. That's what he. That's how he is. That's what he is. He's brilliant. He's one of the better offensive talents in the National Hockey League. But he can also be a lazy asshole. It's that simple. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else you want me to say. That's what it is. Uh, that, that's like kind of. I got got what I wanted. I think. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> All right, so, so before we go, uh, predictions for the conference finals. So we'll start in the West because it's actually set. Uh, Colorado, my heart, Edmonton. My heart wants Edmonton. My my brain tells me Colorado. Same. I would like to see Edmonton in the Stanley Cup. I, I, I want to see McJesus just go Gretzky mode. That's all. That's what I want. I, I, I want to continue to be amazed by that kid. Who's older than me, uh, so I shouldn't be calling him a kid. But anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go Colorado in six. My brain tells me it's going to go seven games. You know what? I'm going to take Edmonton in seven. Because I think Mike Smith still has a little Jake Markstrom. Jake Markstrom. <laughs> and I don't think Darcy Kemper's as good as Jake Markstrom and that's Jake Markstrom. So, yeah. Uh, and so I have Tampa, Carolina or yeah, I've got Tampa, Carolina. You've got Tampa, New York. Yeah. And I honestly think Tampa Bay wins that series in five. Yeah. I think I, I, either way it's, it's Tampa in five. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tampa, they, they've been resting for a week and a half. <laughs> five, a brain brain point might be coming back to, yeah. Like, yeah. Braden oh yeah. Point. By the way, they, they, by the way, they, they swept the Florida Panthers without Braden Point. <laughs> oh yeah, forgot about they forgot that little. Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they swept the President's Trophy winners without one of their best players. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. They uh, and he's a great defensive forward as well. And yeah, they held Florida to three goals in four games. Remember, Tampa Bay or Florida averaged over four goals a game in the regular season. And they couldn't get four goals <laughs> in four games against the Tampa Bay Lightning and Andre Vasilevsky and Victor Hedman, basically. And then Ryan McDonough and fucking Sergeyev. Oh, my God. They're so good. And then in the final, that will be McDavid's biggest test ever right there. Like like, like I said, my, my heart says Edmonton because I want to see like the McDavid versus Tampa showdown. That will be like, an unbelievable showdown. That would be an unbelievable series, man. This country would go nuts. I mean, like, look, we go nuts regardless. Yeah. This country um, would be, like, crazy. I'd love to see the Oilers win, though. The only reason I don't want to see the Oilers win 
Uh, well, first of all, my neighbor's an Oilers fan, so fuck him. Sorry, Aldo. <laughs> don't want to see him win a cup. Don't want to deal with that. Um, but, like, we've been talking about how shit the Oilers are and how they really shouldn't be anywhere near this position. Oh, the Oilers are that asshole that, at your work that never does anything and he sucks at his job, but he gets a promotion anyway. That's exactly. basically what the Oilers are. And, like, winning the cup is, like, the ultimate promotion for them, and I don't want them to have yeah, it. Yeah, because their dad owns the company or something, and that's the equivalent of having Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, they fully, as an organization, do not deserve, do not it. deserve it in the no. slightest. No, they like, didn't fix their goaltending. They got lucky with a Freaky Friday-type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Like, this is, like, textbook, like, 101, how not to build a Stanley Cup winning team. And they're somehow four wins away from playing in the Cup final. <laughs> yes. I know. It's, I know. I know. But that's what the playoffs are, man. The the Islanders have been in the conference final for the past two years. And aren't they, like, three of the past four, right? Yeah, like, something ridiculous like that. I don't remember exactly. But they're not like, that, like, that's how, that's how playoff hockey, like, that's why it's awesome, is because it's so unpredictable. Because, yeah. like, like, I even look at the Habs last year, like, uh, that was, like, a, a well-built, well-rounded team. Maybe not the, like, you know, superstar power that every team, like, that these teams have, but, like, it was a very well-rounded team. Everyone, like, it was, we were kind of solid all the way through. And, like, the Edmonton Oilers are just fucking not, they're just dog shit with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yes. That's, <laughs> yes. It's a fucking piss off. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a little frustrating, but at this point, I, I'm, and it's not the thing where once your team's out, you cheer for the Canadian team that's left. That's not what this is at all. No. no. This is, honestly, I want to see McDavid become the greatest player of all time, and I think he has that uh, opportunity, for sure. I think we can agree that he's my dad and I were having this conversation about McDavid. He's got... So what made Gretzky great is he just saw the ice better than everybody. Right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't... Uh, one of my favorite statements about Wayne Gretzky is he wasn't the best at anything. He was the best at everything. If, yeah. if that makes sense. So he wasn't... He yeah. didn't have the best shot. He wasn't the fastest skater. He, you know, he, he didn't have the best hands. But the thing but, is, if you're the, if you're the second or third best in all of those... And the guys at the top that are only the best at one. See, what McDavid has, in my opinion, he has that ability to see the ice like Gretzky does, but he's also got the best hands. He's the fastest skater. He's maybe not the best shot in the league, but it's pretty fucking good. Well, I was that like, the positions he gets himself into, he doesn't need to have, you know, the best shot. Yeah. So that's kind of like that's why I think he has an opportunity to become the greatest player of all time and I'm not saying he's going to catch his point total because that's nearly impossible to do if anybody's going to do it it's going to be him for sure yeah but, but no <laughs> but no that's not possible um but in spite of like despite that I think he still has an opportunity to become the greatest player of all time he's got to win a lot of championships that's for sure Starting with this one, I think. Well, and like, and that's kind of like my piece here is like, if they win a cup here, then they're going to think they continue to win cups here and he's going to stay there and they're not going to fucking win any more cups. You know what I mean? Whereas 
you know, in a, in a perfect world, they lose in the disappointment. He eventually leaves. It won't be like this summer, but eventually decides that he has to go somewhere else to win. And then yeah. he will cement himself as, you know, the greatest, one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. Well, I, just his skill level is so far above anything that anybody's ever seen. And it's, it's um, like a, some, like I always find myself asking the question, how is he so much more advanced than everybody else? Like we see, we've because seen, he was, right? Because he was built years. in a lab. Like he was built in a lab. That's like the decades, right? Like you can point to guys who were like, and you can also point like in the seventies, the game was a certain way in the eighties, the game was a certain way in the nineties. It was, you know, and you can do yeah. that. And, but, like, the players, yes, some are better than others. Like, obviously, Gretzky was way better than anybody from his time. Uh, Crosby was the best of his generation, right? Like, yeah. we can, these are things we can agree on. Uh, Lemieux was the best of his generation. But none of those guys were that superior to everybody else in the league at the time. Like, McDavid is playing like it's 2040. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he came My- back in time. And he was he's already as advanced as they're going to be in fucking 50 years. And he's playing now. That's what it's, it's like. Watch prime Mario Lemieux clips, and he was this level above everyone. That is, that is the only thing I'll say. Mario was a freak because he was fucking huge, and he was fast, and he was he was everything. He was the complete package, just like McDavid is today. Yeah, yeah, just man, yeah, just so much skill, so much skill, so much will desire to win you're seeing from this kid you ever see him smile like that after he scored that overtime winner against calgary to send them home that was the biggest smile he's ever had in his life i mean like you you have to have that much like will and desire to literally be dragging a team to the conference finals yes like that's the thing like he is going on the ice it's not calgary in five man who the hell saw that coming nobody nobody saw that coming man oh man oh man oh man but that's he's not he's not just going out on the ice like to score or to like to set up a goal like he's going out there to fucking win because he ha- yeah he has to he's going out there to win yeah he's just phenomenal he's just oh, I can't phenomenal. wait to I can't wait can't wait for the Mick matchup it's gonna be great it's gonna be a shit show it's I gonna think be it, fucking I believe it starts on Tuesday oh it's gonna be lit yeah Tuesday night I'm jacked yeah I'm fired up. Anyway, I think that's about uh, all we have this week. Looks like we went a little long here, but that's okay. It's the playoffs. We're allowed. <laughs> Felt like a great episode. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you to the Game Entertainment and Media for hosting us one more time. Uh, always. Always, always. Um, this will be available there. YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, thanks for listening this week. We will talk to you again next week on episode 61, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more chaos to talk about. (laughs) See you then.